What's up, guys? Nolan Ruth here. Another edition of the Nolan and Company Sports Podcast coming to you once again from Tarleton State University. A little bit of a day before misplanning on our part. Little yeah, little things going a little crazy there. So I originally I wasn't able to make it up because I have a test prep later on today uh, here at Tarleton. So I was like, you know, this might not work out, but no one made his way down. And we are recording, actually, because all the podcast rooms are currently occupied in the OA Grant building. We are currently recording from my dorm room. Which is very nice and cozy because there are three of us here and not the three you are thinking of. Let me do my intro real quick. I'm Nolan Ruth. Sitting straight across from me because of this weird configuration is the real Blake T. Martin. T standing for tactful. Okay, that was pretty good. I'll give you that. What about tactical? You can use that. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm still going through <laughs> dictionary.com, Blake. Okay. Right, <laughs> Not sitting here with us is founding father, Mr. William Seth Moorhead. He called me this weekend, and he is on a leave of absence until April 1st, so he will not be on the show for the next couple months uh, at least. Uh, so, stepping in, who's always been a part of this company and has only a couple times been on the show, the Jared Pomeroy. What's up, hey. guys? Jared joins us for, I think this is his third time on the show. Maybe. Let's see. Wait, he, he, he was on it one. I know he was on it that one time when we were recording in Alito. Yes, mm-hmm. he was on that one time, and then he was oh, one no. of the big group from the Turkey Bowl. That's that correct. Was here as he, well. was, he was. So this is, this is his third time on the show, and uh, we're glad to have him here. I can't think of anyone better to uh, step in and fill Seth's shoes. It's, uh, not, like he, it's not like he left uh, any... Big shoes to fill up. <laughs> hey, hey, that's that's a little bit rough. I on apologize, our Seth. Man, Seth. But uh, if you had big shoes to fill, you'd be here right now. Uh, t- <laughs> Gosh, man. Today, today is February twelfth, twenty and nineteen. Uh, we are two days from the heart day, and I will be spending it alone. Same, yeah, same. It's okay. So, uh, to all the ladies listening to this, <laughs> your favorite sports casters are. Bachelors at the moment. Yeah. Uh, who knows so how long that'll last. We'll see. <laughs> Today in history, 1809, President Abraham Lincoln was born. All right. This is... He was born in Kentucky. He was. This is part of the reason why this coming Monday we'll be celebrating President's Day. Mm-hmm. This date, 1999, President Bill Clinton was acquitted on two impeachment charges. We won't go into what they were, <laughs> but he was acquitted. Yeah. You can pick up on what happened. Sports history today, 1982, Wayne Gretzky scores his 153rd point of the season, setting a new NHL record. And this is very, very early into the uh, NHL season, especially at the time. Uh, much shorter season back then. 19, uh, I'm sorry, 1876, Al Spaulding opens his sporting goods store. The legendary Mr. Spaulding himself. Yeah, I don't really have any spalling stuff apparently that's uh well if it weren't for him we wouldn't have the great uh tom hanks movie that is true wilson and spalding i know i know i get you so running down the show today we got a little nba talk uh we kind of uh foreshadowed exactly what would happen to the trade deadline and one person in particular did not get traded at the trade deadline whether that's good or bad we will discuss in our first segment segment two it's it's still football season I know. In we a way. thought it was done. But yeah, we thought it, it was done, yeah. but it's still football season, and we'll we'll get into uh, exactly what happened this weekend with that. We're going to take a short break after that, and then we've got a little baseball talk. Spring training opens today. I know. 
today, spring training opens. Pitchers and catchers. Baseball's back. Baseball is back, and uh, I wanted God. to. I wanted to play center field uh, by John Fogarty to open the show, but we, we uh, we've already done that. We'll do it on the outro. Well, we'll do that. We'll actually do that coming back from that break because we open that yeah. next segment sure. with baseball. So we we may do that in the next one. Uh, then we're going to talk a little XFL. I know people are thinking, like, what, the XFL? Trust me, we've got some stuff to talk about here. We do. Because they hired a head coach, and this is kind of big. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of speculation going into this. We'll spend a couple minutes on that. Then we're going to give you our weekly NHL update. Uh, big injury news, mainly, um, regarding the Central Division and some teams flipping places out in the Pacific. Uh, we'll talk about that. And then we're going to talk a little bit of stadium talk. I know I didn't really give you guys any uh, background on what we're going to do, but I'll, I'll go ahead and lead lead us through that. Um, it'll mainly just be me asking questions and y'all giving your own opinions on that. Uh, but for right now, let's go ahead and open the show. So the NBA trade deadline happened the day after we recorded last week. Yeah. And I was working at Fuzzies. And the great thing about working there is that you have all those TV screens everywhere. And so I am getting up-to-date like you know, and and I work day shift, so we're really only busy from eleven thirty to one, mm-hmm. and even then, like lunch rush is not near as bad as dinner rush. So I'm getting, I'm actually getting to see a lot of uh, breaking news pop up and everything. And uh, obviously, the one that caught everyone's mind was that Anthony Davis did not get traded from New Orleans. Yeah, last week. Obviously, big news. There was a lot of rumors of him going potentially to the Los Angeles Lakers as mm-hmm. well. I mean, they're. Who else was looking at him? I mean, uh, that was the most Washington amazing. Wizards was one of them. Yeah, um, I think Portland was one of them. There, yeah. there were there were four teams named, and I don't remember exactly who they were, but uh, but yeah, he did not get traded, and and I think to to some extent, this is kind of the Pelicans' way of giving him the finger. Yeah, right now because you know he he is notably upset with just the lack of uh, play they've had. They haven't been doing pretty well this season, um, which he should be upset with. I feel yeah. I feel all the players should be upset with, but you at know the when, same time, when you lash out the way you do the yeah. way he did it, you you can't expect to, you know, to to not be given the finger from whatever team you're playing for. You exactly. can't really justify what you do necessarily when it comes down to that because I mean, look, I'm all for if you're not doing well at some place. I mean, I think you should stick it out most of the time, but at the same time, you have. Players who, I mean, at least have a little bit of class. The team's paying you, and you're also playing for them. You might as well at least have, just show some respect for the ownership or some respect for your fellow players. I mean, you know, obviously there are situations that are poor, but you should handle it more professionally. Mm -hmm. I wish professional athletes would do what they're supposed to do and play professionally on the field, but act professionally off the field as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the I think a big thing with this one is, like, you know, how many teams actually decided, okay, let's not give New Orleans uh, New Orleans a trade offer because just because he said that loyalty was not a factor yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he just doesn't care. Definitely. He pretty much shot himself in the foot. Oh, yeah, he definitely did. Um, you know, because now, I mean, I, I think he's a free agent this coming off season, who's going to sign him? No one. I sure as hope not Dallas. Yeah. I, I can't imagine Dallas actually signing him you yeah. know, in the first place, but, mm-hmm. but still like, you know, um, and, and, and honestly for the, just for the good of Mavericks basketball, I hope he doesn't go anywhere. 
I hope he doesn't go to Houston. I hope he doesn't go to San Antonio. He might go west, but I hope he's definitely not in that immediate range of teams that we're going to face. Oklahoma City, yeah, you know, yeah. Memphis even. I sure hope he doesn't do that. Send him to the Knicks. <laughs> oh, my dead. gosh. The, oh. The, Knicks are, the Knicks are dead, and we'll get into that here in a couple of minutes when we look at the standings. But uh, also notable, Russell Westbrook. Russell, I cannot talk. Russell, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. There you go. <laughs> Let's all say it. Then it works. Makes history... Tenth straight triple double. Yeah, you. Those are hard to do. Go ahead, Jared. You were talking about this earlier. Um, Put him on the spot. (laughs) You did put him on the spot. That's not really fair. Here you got to. When you're a dorm, you got a lamp right here. Let's shine on the sky. Just like nervous. Where were you? There we go. All right. Uh, Anyways, that's bright. Yeah, I know. I mean, double doubles themselves are pretty hard to do, but triple doubles and do it. Ten consecutive games. That's and then the way that, he does it. Oh yeah, the way insane. he does it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then no he, doubt he's a top athlete. Yeah, and uh, oh, he's got to be top of MVP running in my book anyway. Oh yeah. And then you were talking about uh, James Harden, Harden on the yeah, way in. Here. Uh, James Harden with say like eight or nine straight games with thirty plus points, and that, that that's even harder in my opinion. I mean. Yeah, Blake looks kind of lost. So let me put this into terms Blake can understand. Blake, this this would be like a pitcher. This this would be like a major league pitcher going out there and for a a straight week or yeah. I'm sorry, not straight week cuz starters don't play every day. Yeah. But like but like in six or seven consecutive starts. Yeah. Uh uh full game uh, shutout. Oh, wow. a complete game shutout. That's that's mm-hmm. basically what we're looking at here. Yeah. I didn't want to say no hitter because that that kind of yeah that's a little that kind of demeans no hitters yeah but, but like yeah. like it it is a it, yeah it's a complete game shutout okay like like I, I'm much. I'm sorry for my lack of basketball knowledge but I was just like <laughs> yep I also didn't want to say I also didn't want didn't want to like totally demean hitting for the cycle too yeah that's I mean don't a, don't get me wrong triple doubles in uh in thirty yeah, plus point games are very difficult oh but, yeah. I would put hitting for the cycle and throwing hitting no for hitter. The, you don't see anybody hitting yeah. for the cycle. Yeah, like no. just at t- ten consecutive games or pitching for ten consecutive starts and getting no hitters. I mean that's impossible. Oh, that, yeah. that would never happen. Maybe I'm not going to say never because you know. But still, anyways. And then uh, we've got uh, Philadelphia seventy six or Ben Simmons is currently under investigation by the NBA to see if he had contact illegal contact with the Lakers. Against NBA rules, meaning he was talking to them. You know, I mean, he's still under contract for Philadelphia. Yeah, he he shouldn't be talking to the Lakers. And um, I honestly don't know what to make of this. I didn't do my research too deep to, you know, I don't know everything to to make a decision yeah. on whether I think he actually did it or not. Yeah, but if if he did, the repercussions from this might be That's pretty gonna bad. Be big. Oh, yeah. That's going to be big. Gonna also, be it's really interesting seeing how many people are wanting to go to the Lakers recently. I mean, not that you know. Obviously, this is more. This is not just somebody. I mean, this is bad. What happened here? But like, oh, just looking at everybody who's just decided after LeBron moved there, like everybody's wanting to either go to the Lakers or whatnot. I I just don't see it. I really don't see it. I think that the Clippers right now, just looking at the standings and just looking at their team in general in L.A., they would be the better team than the L.A. Lakers at this point. Well, they are sitting right on top of each other. The Lakers are at. Exactly five hundred at twenty eight and twenty eight. The Clippers are at 30, uh, 31 and twenty seven. L A basketball just does not seem as relevant as it did in no. the early two thousands. Yeah, oh, no, no. It did. 
when you had Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And then later, Shaquille. Blake Griffin at the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that he did anything huge, but still. No. He was a big name He was player. just a big hype man. Yeah. Um, Phoenix Suns, currently the only team in the Western Conference to not have won at least 20 games. There are four of those teams in the Eastern Conference. Atlanta, yeah. Chicago, Cleveland, and the Knicks, who sit at exactly 10. They've only won... Sorry, my phone went Blake, off. Blake, this is the second week my in a row. My apologies. <laughs> this happens a lot. I will uh, make sure that it doesn't happen anymore. But uh, keep going. Sorry. Right right now, oh, I just closed it out. My mistake. And let's get this back up. Here we go. And the Bucks still sit atop the Eastern Conference by one game on the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, Pacers trailing uh, the Raptors by four and a half games. So it looks like this one is going to come down to a photo finish between Milwaukee and yeah. Toronto. Uh, and then, uh, since we last talked, uh, the the Nuggets and Warriors seemed like we're neck and neck in the Western Conference. Warriors currently hold a two-and-a-half game lead on first place in the Western Conference. So, we may have hyped up Denver a little too soon. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I would say so. But Oklahoma City still remains hot on the trail. They're a game behind Denver. So, you know, this, this one still could go in any direction, uh, really a three-way Absolutely. direction. I don't see Portland and Houston coming back from their seven and a half game no uh trail on the on the Warriors right now but uh yeah uh let me run this down real quick Eastern Conference we got Bucks Raptors Pacers 76ers Celtics Nets Hornets and Pistons all sitting in playoff spots then you've got the then uh rounding out the ones who are out you got the Heat Magic Wizards Hawks Bulls Cavs and Knicks the Hawks Bulls Cavs and Knicks are not going to the playoffs I hate to break it to the Fans of those cities, they're not. Yeah. No. No dick. Put it, put it down that much. There's no way of coming back. Then in the Western Conference, the Warriors, Nuggets, and Thunder at the top three. They are neck they are almost neck and neck with each other. And then rounding out the playoff spots, you got the the Trailblazers, Rockets, Jazz, Spurs, and the Sad Sack Kings, who are not as sad this year. Yeah. They're sitting at thirty and twenty six. Uh sitting in a playoff spot, uh, actually in a tie for that last playoff spot with the Clippers. So that one, it, it'll be interesting to see who can grab that last spot. Then you got the Lakers, Mavs, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Suns rounding out the Western Conference. Yeah. You were listening to the Nolan Sports, I'm sorry, Nolan and Company Sports podcast. Really? really? It's, I, it's after you and I'm you just can't so even name it? I'm just so narcissistic. I'm just so narcissistic. I just can name myself. There's oh, no, Nolan Sports. Nolan <laughs> Sports podcast. Okay, yeah, fine. You know what? Is. We'll just, you can fire us and we okay, can just okay, talk okay. to yourself. Take two and three, two, one. You are listening to the Nolan and Company Sports Podcast. It is February 12th. We just broke down the NBA. And now, guys, it's still football season. It is. Yes, it is. Contrary to and most everybody's belief. It is extremely exciting, honestly, of what I would have to say. The AAF, I'm going to say this. I, I sent a tweet out when I was watching the San Antonio Commanders versus San Diego. But, I, you know, looking at that, I've, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed. So, originally, we really didn't know, or at least I didn't know, what this was going to turn out to be. I thought it was going to be trying to be a rival league to the NFL, like, let's say, the XFL or the USFL. And let's say the USFL worked until they moved it to the fall. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think, you know, I was like, okay, this is going to be whatever. But from what I've seen since Bill Polian, former Colts Mm -hmm. owner or general manager, uh, he was, he's ahead of it. Yeah. So he's done great jobs. He won Peyton Manning that Super Bowl back in 2006. I think that this league 
has a lot of potential because from what he was saying on CBS when the game was going on was that this is not necessarily going to be a rival league. It's more of a developmental league. It's mm-hmm. almost like minor league football. Which and is something that I've been advocating for pretty much my entire life. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I think that just looking at this, there's so many players that could benefit because just even looking at NFL rosters, they're not giving their time to maybe their third string or maybe even their second string quarterback. Mm-hmm. They probably need to. Whereas in the AAF, you can go back and, you know, compete – you can get those reps. You can get those snaps. Uh, a lot a, of those backups don't get. Yeah, and a few teams exactly. actually did uh, change quarterbacks at some point in the game, as yeah. did San Diego in that game. The biggest takeaway from that game, the San Antonio Commanders defeat the fleet of San Diego 15-6. to This was a defensive game, and I don't, take away, I don't take away anything from San Diego. Do not count San Diego out. Yes. Because that defense did pretty darn well against a, uh, a team that is full of former Big 12 football players. Yeah, no joke. I mean, I, honestly, I'm very impressed by the players even that are mm-hmm. on these teams. Because, yeah, they're not NFL superstars, but they, a lot of these guys have done well in college as mm-hmm. well. I mean, just even looking at like Trevor Knight, former A&M, and OU quarterback. I mean, just looking at some of these names, and even the coaches, Steve, Steve Spurrier, Spurrier is one of them, as well as uh, New- Mike Martz. Yeah, Rick Newcomb. New Heisel, uh, at, yeah. uh, he's the head coach at Arizona. Mm-hmm. You know, he he played in the USFL actually for, yeah. uh, ironically for San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, and then you've got um, uh, Mike Singletary's in the league as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, his team did not do near as well as yeah. they would have hoped. Mike but, Singletary uh, was a great uh, player. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if he's the best coach because he didn't really produce at San Francisco, like yeah. people were wanting him to do uh, way back when. But it's that that's besides the point. I think that it's this this league really really impressed me. I mean like just looking at those games, looking at the competition, it's you know, fast-paced football. Some of the rule changes oh, yeah. though is you don't have any you don't have a kickoff. Mm-hmm. It's uh, or extra points. You have to do a two-point yeah, two conver- conversion. You can still kick field goals. Uh, Which a lot of teams did looking at some of these scores. Yeah, Nick Folk is actually back in that league. And did he missed two out of four. Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, let's uh, let's break down the games because I got to watch all four. Um, but yeah, was, as I was talking about, okay, as far as San, San Antonio and San Diego, none of the quarterbacks did particularly well. No, no, they, I, I, mean, I noticed that. Um, the the one for San Antonio name slipping my mind at the moment, but you, I mean, you look at his form and his head is jerking back every time he throws the ball, mm-hmm. and he's actually stepping into it like he's pretty much stepping forward with it, yeah. which is kind of why his head is jerking back. Mm-hmm. And he he's got kind of almost that poor mechanic Philip Rivers throw yeah. where where he's actually kind of pushing, pushing it, it. Yeah, yeah, the shoulder throw, and then obviously San Diego throwing the four or five interceptions that they did that did not help. I think not actually, at all. Actually, I think it was three. Um, so n- none of the quarterbacks did particularly well. Um, I think uh, you, you know st- you start to rotate the three that you have, which is another difference from the NFL. You have three quarterbacks at dress instead of two. Yeah. Um, you get to rotate those a little more. We might see some breakout quarterbacks come in. Um, one of those was definitely Garrett Gilbert. I don't know if you got to see the Orlando Atlanta game. I did see. He that. went off. Absolutely. And he's from Texas, by the way. I didn't um, know that. Lake Travis. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, went to the University of Texas, transferred out to SMU. By the way, quick note, it's also uh, noteworthy that Shane Bouchelle is doing that exact same thing. Really? Right now. Transferring he's... from Texas to SMU. Hmm. Well, I mean, he wasn't going to start just looking at the season. Yeah. 
you know, it, it just, it, he, he definitely would have gone there. Yeah, we won't dive into that too much, though. We'll leave that for another segment. Um, Steve Spurrier back on the sideline. We already mentioned that. Atlanta did not look at all like they have a complete team. They no. got dominated. No, yeah, that was that was interesting. You know, one thing that I think that's weird about, uh, that's interesting with some of these teams, most of them, except Atlanta, do not have an NFL team. Like, obviously, Salt Lake City doesn't. Air, well, Arizona, Arizona does. does. But for the most part, I like that. And that's going to bring up another point when I get to the Arizona game. But, uh, okay, so we've hit... Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, Orlando is already my early favorite to win the title. Just yeah. from that dominant performance. Yeah. But they face... I think a, San Antonio they, might be a contender. Well, they get a good test because they're playing San Antonio this week in the Alamo Dome. So oh, I wow. think this week will really give us a good outlook on who might win the title for this. Uh, the early game on Sunday, Birmingham and Memphis. Mike Singletary's Memphis Express were the only team to not score a point this week. Really? Wow. And I bet that was very frustrating for Mr. Singletary. Yeah, very. Oh, yeah. 26 to nothing, the final there. And look, I'm a fan. Okay, I do not want to root for Birmingham. I actually don't want to root for any team in the Eastern Conference uh-huh. because they have all those SEC guys. And I'm not in a position that I'm going to root for SEC guys. Yeah. But... I, I support Birmingham having a team. Not NFL, but they deserve something. I've been to that city. You know, it's an economy that definitely needs it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they brought a, they brought a good crowd. They yeah. brought a pretty darn good crowd. And, boy, I mean, Trent Richardson in the backfield. And then uh, uh, Louis, Alabama. Yeah, uh, Louis Perez, the quarterback. He actually might be the best quarterback in the league. I would, I'm looking forward to see him face off against Orlando and Gar- Garrett Gilbert because that is going to be a battle of quarterbacks. Louis Perez, if you don't know that story... Didn't play varsity level in high school. Mm. Only played as a freshman. Yikes. I forget what sport he went to do. And then literally learns throwing mechanics from watching YouTube videos. Goes and wins a national championship at Texas A&M Commerce. <laughs> Dang. Wow. And now is in the AAF and the starting quarterback of Birmingham. That is insane. And leads them to a 26 nothing opening week uh, win. Memphis has to change a lot. And I think that they can with Mike Singletary as at the helm. But, boy, looking at that, they, they need to change a lot. Mainly just their discipline because they had a lot of offsides. A yeah. lot. Looking at the last my, game here. My biggest question – sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. Do you think Do you think that this league would be a reliable source for future NFL players? Like really developing yes. them and making them into something. And I think, and I think that it will get to a point where – uh, if you get an injury, so let's let's take Tony Romo and let's say that this league was around ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Tony Romo gets hurt, and the Cowboys say, "Hey, go spend a spring in San Antonio with the Commanders." Yeah, you know, develop a little more, get get that extra step back. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he's success. Uh, I cannot talk. Talk, talk. words, words, <laughs> words. He, he uh, you know, he, he obviously. Uh, is going to take a lot more hits, as we saw, and a lot bigger yeah. hits. As, oh, which is yeah. a big thing we saw this week oh, is that yeah. some hits that would be illegal in the NFL. The helmet flew oh, off. Oh, my gosh. That was that, a huge hit. That was um, the first. How is that not illegal anyways? Do, do they just have completely different rules? It's football. It shouldn't be illegal in the first place. Well, I know, but it's professional football. They already made that other stuff like illegal, so you figured. I'm trying to think of a good acronym It here was a clean hit. Don't they, get me wrong. They, I've gotten one of those they, a they, few a time. They call the NFL the No Fun League. I'm trying to find a good acronym for AAF and find a way to tie it Absolutely in. awesome football. 
Okay, there you go. That's what it is. So, yeah, it, it's football. This is yeah. football. That hip yeah. should always be legal in my mind. That was quick. I just want to say that. That, that was, was quick. quick. That, that's some good improvisation. So, so uh, move, moving on, uh, we got to – let's hit this last game. We'll go into the schedule, and then we're going to take a break. Um, Arizona, the Hot Shots defeat the Salt Lake Stallions 38-22. We actually had a pretty good offensive game. Yeah, it, no, this, I is would a, agree. this is a pretty good offensive game. And uh, what shocked me was that Trevor Knight for Arizona actually did not get the start. John Wolford did. Yeah, that was that was very surprising. Just even looking at that, because Trevor Knight did have success in college, mm-hmm. whether it be at OU with the Sugar Bowl or even you know at A and M. He obviously lost his job to Baker Mayfield at OU, but like even when he was an Aggie, he did pretty well mm-hmm. for the most part. So I mean. And that was that was surprising. I'm to kind me. of I'm kind of wondering what was going through Rick Newcastle's uh, mind whenever he made that decision to start Wolford yeah. over. There are sometimes there are sometimes when coaches are just dumb. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, don't get yeah. me wrong. I mean, this was a good game, and Wolford actually might have just straight up beat Trevor Knight. He, he might have, camp. and don't get me wrong, that's true. There are sometimes when you see some people. I mean, just even look at Kurt Warner how he started his career off. I mean, you know, but at the same time, I, I just think that. I wouldn't have necessarily made that move, but whatever. Yeah. It's not my team. So this game brings many questions in the West, obviously, because we had in the Western Conference, we had that defensive game between San Antonio and San Diego, and then we had this offensive game between Salt Lake and Arizona. That brings up a lot of questions that we're not going to have time to answer. Yeah. And really, time will only tell with the answers on that one. But here's a question that I, that I want to get your opinion on. Arizona brought the smallest crowd of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Is that a sign of things to come? Or I do think, you think it is because, like we were talking about, and let me just say this, San Antonio had a lot of people at the yeah. game. A lot of people. And, and I'm not talking in league and, terms. I'm talking in franchise terms. I'm talking like just Arizona. Is like, does this I think they'll still have it in Arizona. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I mean, Arizona's a major city. What I see happening is that Arizona, the Arizona's Cardinals... Arizona's a state. I think that the Cardinals... <laughs> move to San Antonio because just looking at that crowd and look either they move to San Antonio or they move to San Diego. That's who I think. Because you have that crowd. Wow. I mean like honestly You heard it here first, folks. I mean like (laughs) obvious okay, so San Diego, you look at it, has a major they did not want the Chargers to leave. They did not. Like out of all the teams as well as Oakland, I mean Oakland didn't want the Raiders to leave, but San Diego has a great fan base, okay? Fun. They really do. And that's some place that could obviously support an NFL franchise as they have in the past. No one's cracking up for some reason. <laughs> we, Blake, and I got, okay? Blake and I got into a debate a couple months back about teams moving and stuff like that. We're not going to get into that, though. We'll, we'll, we'll save another, that for next week. We will have another episode of that. Um, but And then after that, you see San, uh, San Antonio, which obviously... I think could support a football. I didn't think a while back, but looking at this weekend, I think it would be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, it would be interesting to see uh, major league. I'm not major, an NFL team in San San Antonio. You even saw the Saints go there when the Superdome was not. I will say this though. I mean, as good a stadium as the Alamo Dome is, I mean, obviously it hosts a lot of big high school football games. It's It's not big enough to hold. It's not big. It's not big enough, and it's also not nice enough. Yeah, it's not. And you look, you look at those seats, and we're actually gonna, we may get the opportunity to go actually see it. But look at those seats; it's not steep like like those seats. I mean, they yeah. go back more than they go up, and so you know, you're not always getting the best. How many visual. people does it hold? That's the biggest oh, question. We'll get into that during a stadium talk. Give us a second to answer yeah. that. Give us a couple minutes. Uh, schedule for week two. We got to move on. We went way over time with that one. 
uh, Salt Lake Stallions are going to be at Birmingham. Uh, that is the early game on Saturday, 1 o'clock Central Time on TNT. You can do the math to figure out whatever specific time zone you're in. Arizona, the Hot Shots will be at the Memphis Express. They're going to have to bounce back. They're going to have to have a great game, Memphis is. They want to slow down this Arizona offense. Uh, 7 p.m. Central Time to kick off for that one uh, Saturday. That one's on NFL Network. And then on the Sunday games, the early game, Orlando is at San Antonio, at the Alamo Dome. This is the one I said to keep your eye out for because this will answer a lot of questions here. Mm-hmm. 3 p.m. Central Time, Sunday on CBS Sports Network. And then closing out the weekend, Atlanta, the Legends at San Diego. This one might also answer quite a few questions. That one's at 7 p.m. Central Time. That one will be at 9 p.m. Local Time in San Diego, Sunday on NFL Network. We're going to take a break. When we come back next, we're going to talk spring training, Major League Baseball, and get into the first coach hired by the newest football league, the XFL. Welcome back to the Nolan Cummings Sports Podcast. All right, we're back here for baseball. Uh, You guys didn't hear this, but Blake, Jared, and I just spent... The past 15 minutes recording this exact same segment, and the idiot I am, I didn't turn my phone on Do Not Disturb. So, and so when, when, we re- when we record over the phone and I get a call, it cuts off the recording, and I can't do anything from it at that point. Yeah. I used to with voice recording, but with Anchor, I can't. Uh, Anchor, get on that. But yeah, no, so, that, was, that was pretty <laughs> bad. Anyway, so what we were discussing earlier in the segment, obviously we let it in with center field by John Fogarty. It is the MLB. So spring training begins today, mm-hmm, obviously, yep. the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. We need, um, a, we need a spring training World Series. Yes, we yeah. do. I like how this is so much. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to try to we're going to try to repeat this as best we did the last time, but try to shorten it down because <laughs> yeah. we kind of went over time. But honestly, you have the Hall of Fame game in the NFL. Yep. I just there's no there's no like that like that is the preseason Super Bowl. You need basically. you need a spring training World Series. Have the Cactus League champion and the uh, and the Grapefruit League champion meet in Texas for one game. Globe Life Park. Globe Life Park. Yes. The new opening of the, the stadium. Yes. I am I I went to a more elaborate detail earlier. I'm not going to do it like this. I still don't think okay, that... we don't have to keep referencing the fact that we just spent 15 okay, minutes anyways, talking it's okay, about this. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Anyways, dang it. The biggest the biggest <laughs> deal that we were what we were going to talk about is Kyler Murray recently mm-hmm. deciding not to choose baseball and deciding to go into the NFL. Dumb move. So I think that it's stupid from my standpoint is because these athletes, especially like him, haven't paid their dues and just like whatever they have done, just like with Allen, he basically was anointed uh, Mm -hmm. the quarterback there. Not that you don't have to work for it, but the problem with it is I don't think Kyler Murray ever had to come in second or, you know, have to work his way up. I think and that the, I think the fact that he was going to start in Double A yeah. affected that. Yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't going to start for Oakland if no. had, had he chosen had he chosen baseball. Yeah. But you know, um, you know, like like I say all the time, I mean, uh, I I firmly believe. Look, Baker Mayfield had a great year in the NFL, but I personally believe that uh, you know he would uh, that that he would be a much better quarterback in the Canadian Football League because yeah. there's more space you can run around more and yeah. Kyler Murray's that exact same way. Yeah, and yeah. also another thing when we're looking at this, 
I think that this is Johnny Manziel 2.0. Somebody who was extremely cocky, yes. somebody who was, you know, thought he was just everything, and then mm-hmm. eventually gets to the NFL. And he's and a short just, guy. Yeah. He's shorter than we were when we met yeah, him. Yeah, when we met him at the state championships, yeah. he was short. He is extremely short. And if that's an NFL quarterback, you are going to get your world rocked. I mean, oh, just yeah. even looking at it. And, you know, look, even if he was a pocket passer, he has a problem with that. Because yeah. these linemen are 6'5", usually at least. I mean, 6'4", 6'5", your average, you know, yeah. NFL lineman. And you're having to look over these guys to receivers. You're 5'9", mm-hmm. and you, you know... You're gonna have trouble with that, so it's a completely different game from college. That'd be yeah. like Jose Altuve trying to pick up basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this wouldn't work. Yeah. yeah. So when we're looking at this, Come uh, on. I mean, can you imagine him standing next to Dirk Nowitzki? Oh, that would be oh my God. <laughs> so funny. That'd be bad. Okay, so stand on the baseball topic. Um, you know, obviously Kyler Murray is baseball topic, but we're kind of steering off into football here. Um, Looking at the uh, Vegas odds for the World Series, the Red Sox and the Astros are currently the favorites right now. I think I, that that's a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, the Red Sox being defending champions, I think that you, you can't – they haven't lost anybody. No. They can only pick some people up in free tra- uh, free agency. Uh, you don't I, – I think we – for me, I think that Bryce Harper should either go to the Braves – or the Red Sox, because if you want to win a World Series, which I know Bryce Harper wants to do, mm-hmm. you have two of the best teams in both of those oh, to yeah. go and win a World Series. Maybe the Dodgers. I mean, you could go there with maybe, Bryce Harper. Maybe Milwaukee. Maybe Milwaukee. Yeah. But the deal with it is, you have the, the Red Sox. All the pieces are in places. Uh, all the pieces are in places. Sorry. Uh, and... We were talking about another big trade deal. You want to take this one away, potentially for the Yankees? Oh, trade? You mean free agency? Yeah, free agency. Yeah, yeah. Manny, yeah. Manny Machado apparently was approached by the r- reportedly not apparently reportedly yeah. was approached by the Yankees with a huge, huge deal. And I don't have the details up, but I mean, it was a huge deal, and it was exactly what he wanted. Yeah, it was yeah. exactly what he was waiting to get. And that's a very Yankee move. Like oh, yeah. as you've seen in the past with A Rod, with a bunch of these players, the Yankees right. just over the past fifty years have not had much of a farm system, like the Rangers did for the two, early two thousands through the uh, early two thousand tens. I mean, or the Astros did through the late two thousands and then yeah, the early, early two thousand. Yeah, when but that's besides the point. Um, you're picking up big name players, and you might you know you might profit from them. So yeah. I think that. And we were talking about it. If Harper goes there and you have Machado at New York, that's going to reboost that rivalry. Like oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because you, you had, when you know, the, when the Yankees had their two year, two or three-year drop-off, yeah. uh, where one of those years they actually didn't even make the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, everyone was like, you know, this, this Dodgers-Giants rivalry has a lot more intrigue at the moment. Yeah. Because the Red Sox are blowing the Yankees out of the water. Now, mm-hmm. if you get Machado to the Yankees and Harper to the Red Sox – Oh, that's that's, that's going to be some entertaining baseball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that is, I think, the best thing that could come from mm-hmm. this. But besides that, I'm really looking forward to spring training. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to, this podcast, we're going to be keeping you up with any of the latest news, any breaking uh, trade deals or any free agency that goes about, as well as the developing of your favorite players. Uh, keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But so real quick, uh, we we tried to get rule changes before we were cut off. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm only going to talk about one to save time. But the universal designated hitter, 
bringing the designated hitter to the National League. This is being discussed as we speak. I don't like that because the problem with it is, for me, I think that you it's unique. So you have the American League that's had the DH for I don't know how long. We could make almost it forever, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's one thing that made the National League special. I hate yeah. how there's so many rule changes. Granted, baseball uh, baseball hasn't had as much of viewership, but even looking at the statistics, CBS came out with this recently, it's the NFL, and then Major League Baseball. Granted, you aren't attracting as younger of a crowd. Like, we love baseball, but a lot of young people don't. The issue with that is um, when you have all these rule changes, I think it takes away from the game. Like the instant replay, there's no disputes anymore. It's not fun yeah. to you know do that. But always, I'm a fan of that actually, and I know you're not. But I think okay, look, I, I like the, it. The, okay, look, I'm going to say this: the umpires in Major League Baseball are a hundred times better than any officials in any other major league. Yes, they're absolutely. better than NBA refs. Suck NFL refs, as you've obviously seen, suck. <laughs> I mean, umpires ninety percent of the time. I don't know the exact statistics, but it was an overwhelming majority of calls they get right. Well, but here's the thing. I can tell you from a personal standpoint as a former umpire myself, obviously not at a major league level, Yeah. but I'm going to miss calls. I, I missed calls a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah, but that's a human element of it. If we're going to do that... Exactly. Then, so then, there's an idea then, okay, that you can get it right. Then, then why should we have umpires behind the plate calling balls and strikes? Because you can do that electronically. Then why do we have umpires at all? Another thing being discussed, actually, yeah, which I'm not a fan of because that would put a lot of them out of work. And exactly. Yeah. And see, see, that's my point, is you're just making all this, you know, you're making but, too many rule changes. I think that you are making it so unorthodox. There's some things that shouldn't change. Well, that's why you only get one a game. Yeah. Two right. if you get the first one right. Well, yeah. I mean, so, I, I mean, you know, it's it's not like the NFL where every scoring play is reviewed, and you're going to have an extra and, fifteen to twenty minutes added onto your TV time because yeah. you got to review everything. And I get that. And look, I'm not saying that because the NFL is a different uh, different beast there. But I think that there's something unique about baseball where it it's something it's a timeless game that really shouldn't be intruded on by that. But that's just my opinion. And, and but uh, anyways, my opinion was. Say? My opinion with the instant replay with MLB, I think it's a good thing because of, like, if there's a really close play and the other team, you know, going against the other team, they think it's wrong, they can review it. If they get it, you know, it gets overturned, that can go their way, could also go in the wrong way as well. So, I mean, I think it's, I think that replay is very good in MLB. Oh, yeah, it really is. One more note before we move on. Blake, your Texas Rangers are retiring number 29 from Adrian Beltre. I think that that is great. I love love it. I love that. Uh, Adrian Beltre has done so much for the franchise just over the past. I mean, he started off as a Dodger, so, you know, obviously. Um, But... Was a Mariner for a time? Was for a time, but he spent a bulk of his career here in Texas, Mm -hmm. in Arlington. He took the Rangers from a team that was subpar in every sense of the word, uh, never made it, only won like one playoff game in their entire history to uh, two-time AL champions, American League champions, taking them to two World Series, sadly didn't win one of them, but still, you've got to respect him for what he did. Oh, he yeah. was one of the best, if not the best, third baseman in baseball for a long time. So, with that being said, before we move into our next segment about the XFL, we would like to talk about our good fr- friends at Fleet Screen. 
Here at Norman Company, we are big supporters of athletic sobriety. This is why we are happy to have our good friends over at Fleet Screen to sponsor the show. Fleet Screen is a drug testing company located in Fort Worth, Texas that specializes in drug and alcohol testing among athletes. As well, they do criminal background checks. So again, if you are in Fort Worth and you have any sort of interest in this company for any athletes, uh, we'd like for you to go check out our good friends at Fleet Screen, and we would like to say thank you for sponsoring us. Anyways, moving into our next segment, segment four, we are here to talk about the XFL. Another yes, uh, you're hearing that right. We're talking the XFL again. This show. Again. Well, again. I mean, we haven't talked about haven't it since it was. I mean, since, since our since our show really first started. Yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about it, and then I think we kind of talked a little bit when they announced the cities, but. Um, yeah, big move, and this one is definitely noteworthy. And so, anybody who stuck around, and I, I, I encourage you to stick around through this topic. The first head coach has been named, and it just so happens that it's the one for our for the franchise closest to us. The Dallas head coach and general manager for the XFL franchise, former national champion and multiple Big Twelve championship head coach Bob Stoops from the University of Oklahoma. Absolutely. So. I think this is big. This is this is big. The thing about it, though, is when we're looking at this, I think the AAF has done uh, professional football that is sort of minor league professional football very well. They have big name coaches, very good coaches, successful in their field, as well as good management. I don't know about the XFL. I really don't know. That's a good move. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We just have to see where it goes from here because originally the XFL was pretty much a joke. It really was. I mean, everybody thought it might have taken off or whatnot. We, you've mentioned before, uh, one of the analysts said, I don't remember. I, I saw the 30 for 30 on it, but it was two. Uh, uh, it was Bob Costas. It was Bob Costas? Yeah, it was really? Bob Costas on his show. He wasn't on an XFL game. Oh. He had Vince McMahon on his show and basically pointed out to Vince that it wasn't WWF enough for the wrestling-minded crowd, for the entertainment-minded crowd, and wasn't good enough football for the sports-minded crowd. Yeah. And I just think that um, in in this case scenario, I hope they don't repeat. I hope it's not the old XFL again. I don't know what the rules are yet. But the thing about it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. If they do the same thing they did last time, it's not going to take off. And no. I don't think they're going to do the same thing. Because one, they went out and hired Bob Stoops. And look at the press conference. It's not Vince McMahon shaking his hand. Yeah. It's Oliver Luck. Yeah. Vince McMahon is basically saying, I'm the owner of this, but Oliver, you know more about this than I would. Mm -hmm. And you would make the better move than I ever would. Mm -hmm. And that was obvious with the move of getting Bob Stoops. Yeah. In my mind, you, I mean, you know, it, you know, Dallas is fairly close to Oklahoma as, you know, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, Stoops moving. Yeah. 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 Geographically, you know, Stoops moving, you know, it makes sense. Um, obviously, you know, Stoops kind of knows this area because, you know, the Sooners would play in this mm -hmm. area a lot often. You know, they play Texas here once a year. Yeah. And then obviously you know a where couple, they should a couple play? Big 12 championships. They should host a game beside, I know, and it's going to be Globe Life Park where they're going to play all the old Rangers Stadium. Are you going to say the Cotton Bowl? Don't say the Cotton Bowl. I'm going to slow the you. The Cotton Bowl. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that was fun. Um <laughs> But okay, no one uh, back back. Uh, Bob Stoops does have a pretty good record in that stadium. I'm just saying though, so you know I, I will I will agree with you to a point on that. 
So, uh, oh boy. here's the speculation part of this. Who's going to be the next head coach? And when I was thinking of these notes, I really couldn't think of one who would leave a college position or may have stepped down from a college position recently. Mike Sherman, maybe. Okay, maybe Mike Sherman. Maybe he Mike might Sherman. come back. Um, um, last job he had was with A&M when he uh, got out of there in 2011. I don't know if he would be willing to come back, but that's another potential person who was an NFL coach. Here's what I'm wondering. If... You know, obviously, we have another year until the XFL plays out. So, no, but uh, let's say that uh, the University of North Carolina does not have a very good year. Does Mac Brown think about leaving and coming back? Obviously, if Bob Stoops is here, he, he might. I mean that that would be interesting. I think that I think he's going to stick in college. Honestly, um, I know this is this will never happen. But I think it would be funny if somebody like Nick Saban, let's say, he gets tired <laughs> of Alabama. And he went to the XFL. Dude, oh my that would God. be awesome. That would pretty much take all the fun out of college football, then, because then yeah. you're you're hiring away all the good coaches and everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, there are probably there. I mean, what about someone? No, I hate. Someone. <laughs> I hate someone. He would be the worst. But there are there are plenty of NFL coaches who are out of work who they could probably hire. I mean, granted. You know, you don't want to seem like you're the <clears throat> Jason Garrett. Yeah, that would be. A, that, <laughs> hey, that might work. But my point is, you don't want to seem like you're the you know leftover league, like the mm-hmm. coaches who couldn't make it in the NFL go to the XFL. You if you're wanting to compete with, if you're wanting to do the AF, that's fine because you know, like we said, it's minor league football pretty much. But if you are wanting to compete with the NFL, which I think the XFL is kind of wanting to do. They might. Which we'll see. We'll see. We'll we, see. Don't, we don't know yet. They, they have not even made an attempt to sign any players. So, I mean, you yeah. know. We'll see. But that that's what my guess would be is, you know, obviously sign people, but you don't necessarily want to look like you're weak. So, Anyways. Yeah. Speculation again. What uh, what will this Dallas franchise be called? What would the team name be? I heard Bob Stoops, okay, but before we answer that, uh, I just came back to my mind, but I heard Bob Stoops, he was on, uh, he was on the ticket, the radio uh, show here in, uh, here in Dallas, yep, and he was on with Norm Hitzkiss, who is a radio legend, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, Bob Stoops is saying that, you know, and and this kind of makes me think that, that I think that uh, Vince McMahon really is kind of stepping away and letting Oliver Luck run this thing, Mm -hmm. Bob Stoops clarified, we're not trying to be the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. What we're hoping is we're hoping that when our season starts, when theirs ends, they'll take that Cowboys jersey off, put on ours, and support us for the spring. And then by the time the season ends, when OTAs are rolling around, they can put their Cowboys jersey back on and go root for them. I think that that's a good. I think that's definitely a good strategy. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, the problem with it is is we don't have a lot of information. That was a big first move, a very bold first move oh, yeah. uh, to start it off, but. Um, Dallas, the Dallas. Well, let's think of something. Yeah, okay, well, Dallas. he made a, he made a joke. The that... Dallas JRs. <laughs> it's not that bad. That is an overused joke, though. Like, it seems like every time we get a, like our W the WNBA team when they relocated from Tulsa. Don't ask me how I know that, but like, oh, they should be the Dallas JRs. 
Or our, our lacrosse team. Oh, the Dallas J. That is a overused okay. joke. Okay, well, you have the stars, which is the symbol of the city. But they were then called the North Stars, though. I, I get it. No, but that's my point, is you're taking all the dallas phrases. You have the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Mavericks, a horse, which is related with Cowboys. you got to think of something else. What's famous that Dallas is known of? The TV show. You can't call them the JFKs. That would be very, <laughs> that would be very ill. Uh, or the uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. The Rifleman. Yeah, the rifle. Yeah, that would be awful. That would be bad. You can't do that. And I yeah, apologize no. on air to anybody who's offended by that. Yeah. Um, but here's what I'm a fan of. I say you bring back the old Arena League uh, name. The Dallas the, Desperados? I was thinking about yes. that. Well, but the problem with that, though, is that Jerry Jones owns the rights to that. Really? Yes. How? Because the, the owner of the Desperados was the Jones family. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, never mind. Well, then you're not going to be called the Desperados, then. All I'm saying is he's not using it anytime soon. Hey, And well, it's not like he's trying to sell Desperados merchandise. Well, like, seriously, no one's ever... I bet nobody who's listening to this has thought of that name in about 10 years. That's true. I mean, arena football hasn't been on TV since 2000. It's down to five teams. Really? Only five teams. Hmm. From being like the indoor NFL, down to five teams. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's bad. It's falling off. And, and indoor football really has become more regional than national. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. So, moving on, we are going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got NHL talk. I've got to fill you in on a little bit of injury news. Little positions moving in the polls. We got a sponsorship uh, as well as stadium talk, and somebody else is doing Martin's Minute today. Not Blake, and you'll find out who when we come back. Welcome back to the Nolan and Company Sports Podcast. We are just back from our XFL talk, and we are going into segment five, which is the NHL. Nolan, you are wearing your brand new Stars hat as well as your Stars uh, shirt. Yes. Yeah, so Could quick, you please inform us? Well, so, yeah. So quick. So also quick background on the shirt, and I, I've had this shirt for a long time. It's Jamie Ben shirt, and you know I love the Stars Stars hockey. Actually, coming off two bad losses, that boy, I cannot express how bad they are. But um, but yeah. Uh, so the NHL lost its uh, lost its contract with New Era. And picked it up with Fanatics. And so on lids, all these hats are on clearance for 10 bucks. Yeah. And so there I was just like, heck yeah, yeah. 10 bucks. Everybody's get, uh, getting contracts with New Era. Obviously, the MLB has it with New Era. But now, that's, by the way, in my room I have a few hats. Uh, one political hat that we're not going to mention. Uh, <laughs> Texas Ranger hat. You shouldn't a- have said anything because now I'm pretty sure everybody knows a- what a- hat an you're talking a- An A&M hat. And then a Dallas Cowboys hat. The Dallas Cowboys hat is an old Reebok hat. Ugh. And 2000. Oh, man. Those hats are the worst. They in were. 2012, uh, the NFL signed a deal with Nike as well as New Era to make their sign line hats. Is it one of those Velcro or the snapbacks? It's a Velcro. Velcro? Oh, ah. those were the worst. They are. Oh, they man. really are. Oh, I can't say much. My dad loves those hats. Yeah. But, uh, you whatever. My hair would always get caught in the Velcro. Yeah, that's uh-huh. sad. So, NHL talk, big injury news, and it happened on Wednesday, and I meant to take a note of it, and almost completely forgot until, like, right before I left my house to come down here. I was like, oh, I totally forgot about that. But uh, in a time when the Minnesota Wild could not have anything go wrong for them, 
Their captain tears his ACL and is out for the season. Yeah, that's Miko oof. Koivu is done for the year for Minnesota. That hurts. And that is a killer for the Wild as they try to hold on. I think they sit in a playoff spot. I'm pulling up the standings right now. Um, but, yeah, that that is killer. Uh, actually, no, they sit out of a playoff spot right now. Uh, I got to do... I got to check out the wild card spots, though. Uh, but, yeah, for the time being, they are tied with the Blues for the last spot, guaranteed spot, in the West, uh, in the Central Division. And uh, they are rapidly, rapidly declining. Yeah. And the Avs might actually have a chance, Jared. Your Avs <laughs> might actually have a chance that here was to loud. do something. That was very loud. My bad. Um, but, biggest note of all. How we always talked about how much to our chagrin, Calgary was the best team in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. It is currently the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> oh, which I don't like the Sharks. Funny. But I'm glad that Calgary's not in first place anymore. You were very upset last week. The Sharks we now sit Calgary. one point. One point above the Calgary Flames at a record of 34-16-7. Flames are 34-15-6. and six. This is a matter of just a couple games. We need to devise the plan. Jared, do you agree to this? I, I don't know if I want to bet, but here's the deal. If What happens if Calgary uh, wins their division? What would you do? Uh, nothing as long as the Stars don't have the last wild card spot. Okay. Because then the Stars don't have to play Calgary until the conference final. Mm. How do you think the Stars will end up? Uh, where they're sitting right now at third in the Central. Really? Yes. Unless they have a major drop-off, two-game losing streak, and the Blues are right behind them with a six-game win streak. But the Blues are, you know, the Blues. And, you know, uh, as we talked about a while ago, them and the Blackhawks were sitting at the bottom of the division. And it's just a massive comeback that they're... I just want to say this, uh, viewers, I mean listeners, sorry. Viewers. Sorry. Uh, that Nolan is definitely... I was going to say, where's the camera? Are we a public access show now? <laughs> This is NPR News. I'm coming, I'm coming to you. <laughs> um, Nolan, you make me into quite a hockey fan. I've actually been yes. watching a little bit more recently. Good, but, I'm yeah. glad. I'm but glad. anyways, back to... I don't have TV, I'm, but I mean... I'm glad I, well, Jared actually came... Uh, I worked at Fuzzy's last Thursday and had a bad day. And uh, No offense to my mom, but I had a feeling that it was one of those days where she would just make it worse... And so I went home, changed, put back to Fuzzies, and sat at the bar for the rest of the night. And nice. Jared came and joined me, and we watched the Stars losing overtime to Nashville, which was, we also a, watched, was a bad I, loss. Well, we won't go into that. We watched a dude get very nice. Oh. Was, was people. We won't talk about that on the show, but if you want to know exactly what happened, come find me or Jared this, this Thursday night. I want to know what happened. We will tell Blake. But yeah, we will tell Blake. If, if you if you want to know outside the show, come find me and Jared at the Fuzzies at Willow Park this Thursday, and we'll tell you exactly what happened. I actually would not be surprised if that same guy showed up. Yikes. But, uh, oh, I won't be there Thursday, but I will. Oh, dang it. That's besides the point. Jerk. What do you Let's focus. I'm sorry, I okay, had to we'll, work. We'll, we'll worry about it later. Um, the other big thing, though, is remember how I was talking about the Islanders and how it was kind of surprising me how they were in the Metropolitan and leading you over did. the Capitals and Penguins? You did. Yeah, they are now up three games. Oh. And this is very shocking to me. The yeah. Islanders might actually do something this year. Uh, they sit three games above the Capitals. Uh, a total of seven above the Blue Jackets and Penguins, who are tied for second. And the Penguins are having a pretty big drop-off. The Islanders 
Uh, all these top four on a win streak, but I put air quotes around win streak because the Capitals and Penguins have each yeah. only won one on this current streak. Yikes. So, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens, but the Islanders still sit atop the Metropolitan, and obviously Tampa Bay has not moved at all, and I don't think they're going to for the rest of the year. They're 86 points, and I have a feeling they're going to become the first team to score 90 and 100. Yeah. Because uh, they are just that dominant. But looking at this, there are photo finishes all around the league, and this is really going to be a quick segment. But, uh, uh, you know, look at the Metropolitan. It's only a three-game three, uh, three game lead over the Capitals right now. That's, and so the, the Capitals are – and, you know, if we know anything about the Capitals, they are here to stay. And then looking at the uh, Western Conference, you got the Central Division. The Jets are only on top of the Predators by two points. Yikes. And then the Sharks and Flames – one that's point. High, that's like, very high. There are going to be photo finishes all around the league, and so oh, yeah. there's definitely going to be some entertaining hockey to watch. If you're not a hockey fan, I encourage you, look at do, least do, look it up. Do, do, do your research on the standings, and then you'll understand who to watch for and exactly what I, to look for. Yeah. And I was then, not that big of a fan, and he, just watching this season, has been very entertaining, but going on It's on. a fun game. Uh, and if you've ever seen the movie Happy Gilmore, it'll make you even more. Thank you for dropping Jared with bottle a bottle drop. Middle. Recording. Okay, also second second week in a row, we've had a bottle drop. <laughs> Yours went to a trash can. His dropped on the floor. Second week in a row, your phone goes off. Hey, I'm just saying. At least <laughs> mine. The, is, at least mine made it in the trash. Well, can. is this a Tarleton curse? <laughs> yes. Every time yes. we're gonna be here, your phone's gonna go off, and somebody's <laughs> gonna drop a bottle. Uh, hey, maybe it is. I don't know. This is the last what? time we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, there's only one we'll find out come here next week. No, let's not. Let's not. Um, Anyways. (laughs) Okay, well, moving on. Uh, We would like to uh, talk about our good friends at Texas Transmission. So if you have any troubles with transmission on your car and you're looking for quality service that will not break the bank, you should head down here to Stephenville, Texas, off of the loop and give our good friends at Texas Transmission a look at your car. Texas Transmission has quality service and a friendly staff that will go above and beyond, and there is no better place for car repairs. Take it from me. The Martin Mover is back on the road, better than ever. It's beautiful, so much better, so much brighter than Nolan's car. It's beautiful, okay? So if My you car go is down, better than both yours. That's not true. No, um, it's true. Jerry's car is better Let me finish. <laughs> If you go down to Texas Transmission, tell them that uh, Blake Martin or the good guys at Nolan & Company sent you. Moving on into our final segment. Real quick, Blake, his car is better than yours. His car makes you look like you're compensating for something. What is his car? A Mustang. Oh, that's stupid. What type of Mustang? Mustang. I don't know. He knows nothing about his car (laughs) other than it's better Uh, than ours. Mustang? It's a Mustang. I know. No, Blake. I would much. I would much rather ride in his car than your truck. Okay. Well, then fine. You're not getting another ride in my truck. Then I'm kidding. Joking. Well, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, segment six: Stadium Talk. Okay, that is a nice Mustang. <laughs> Okay, stadium so, talk. So stadium talk. Okay, so I was thinking because watching the AAF and I was going over. Uh, I was talking with my dad this weekend about um, just some of these uh, where some of these teams are playing. Obviously the. Um, you know, the, the commanders are playing in the Alamo Dome, but they've reduced seating. They don't open the upper deck for those games. Um, and by the way, I checked the uh, capacity on it, 72,000. Okay. That's good. a big stadium. Um, and then, you know, the, you got Arizona State, Sun Devil Stadium hosts Arizona. You've got uh, 
uh, gosh, what do they call it now? Uh, SDCCU or something where uh, San Diego plays state, uh, yeah. something like that. They changed the name of it. Uh, Spectrum Stadium, home of UCF. That's where Orlando, Orlando plays. Mm-hmm. And then you get Atlanta, who plays at Georgia State Stadium, home, former home of Turner Field. That's the Atlanta bad. Braves. That is bad. Yeah. Not seating over twenty five thousand. Not even well, seating twenty five thousand. Yikes! And everyone else is seating at least fifty thousand. That's ridiculous. That's I mean, even looking at that, I mean, you have some NFL stadiums or potential NFL stadiums. I mean. That I mean, Reliant Stadium isn't that much bigger than the Alamo Dome. I mean, honestly, it, let me look it up real quick. But take it over. I mean, I, I yeah. So Energy Stadium, seventy-two thousand. Same thing as the Alamo Dome. So you have a team that's playing in a very, a very big stadium versus, and also Sun Devil Stadium was a host of Super Bowl Thirty when the Cowboys played the Steelers there. I mean, you have some NFL capacity stadiums. Versus a stadium that is, like, crap. Just straight up. And here's what's shocking to me. But the fancier and fancier we get with just stadiums in general, yeah, it seems like the less seating we have. Yeah. Well, because, because you I'm have looking, seats. Well, I'm seats. Looking, well, I'm looking at this right now. And Kyle Field down in College Station sees 102,733. DKR on the University of Texas... Seats 100,119. The Cotton Bowl, 92,200. Mm-hmm. AT&T Stadium, 80,000. Yeah. It can be. It can hold 100,000. They did that it for can. the Super Bowl. But that's not on a regular day. They have to put in extra mm-hmm. seating for that. So the problem with it is these stadiums have become so luxury a lot of times that they don't account for your just regular person or whatnot. Because you look at these older stadiums like Kyle Field and DKR and all these other ones, Cotton Bowl. These are old stadiums that are there for football games. These other stadiums that you see now are pretty much there for entertainment value. That's what the issue is. And you have a lot of not that not that I don't like nice stadiums. Don't get me wrong. This isn't you know Blake. Oh Blake hates everything. But it's just like I think that there are situations where you know sometimes that's a little bit excessive. But yeah. And then look at this one, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium at the University of Florida, and then Dope Campbell at Florida State, both bigger than Jacksonville, Miami, and Tampa. Wow. Wow. Hmm. All three of them. Dang. Which, one thing, I mean, obviously I agree with you on this, but one thing that you might have to factor in as well, with those games, college games, you're going to have students there. That's a reliable source. It's Mm -hmm. not like you're doing that. With the NFL, it's a business. You're bringing people in. So if your team's not doing well, a lot of times people won't come. Now, granted, there are some uh, colleges that won't pack out a stadium even if their team is doing well. Kansas. Kansas, obviously. But you're usually always going to have students at that game. So you have to factor that in and what fan bases it is as well. Because the in the NFL, stadiums <coughs> fluctuate, I think, more than a college stadium would fluctuate. <clears throat> SMU. Um, sorry. Hey, I'm just saying, SMU packs theirs out sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, North Texas doesn't. Yeah. And that's sad. North Texas has had a couple promising years. Yeah, and they've, they've had better years than SMU. But granted, SMU doesn't have near as big of a stadium, I don't think, as Apogee. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so, use your hand. Yeah. Talk so, with your hands. Will, how soon will it be before we get a uh, a stadium... That hosts multiple hundreds of thousands. 
like at least two hundred thousand. Oh, and this is this is football, not like that's, not not like NASCAR, dude, where which can actually which actually can like see that. Three hundred thousand yeah. people, like at uh, the Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Honestly, I really don't. I mean, if anything, stadiums have decreased their capacity. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like we're going. First off. It's expensive to get to a Cowboys game. There aren't going to be 300,000 people at one time who are wanting to pay that much. So unless, A, stadium seats get cheaper, or B, I mean, there's just a resurgence in interest in the sport. Not that there isn't now, but still, it's not enough to pack out 300,000 people. There are some stadiums in the NFL that don't even pack out their you know, team. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to have a team looking at it economically. You're having a stadium, so... Uh, 16 weeks, 8 weeks of those you're playing at home, you know? So how many, you're having a stadium that sits empty most of the year with 300,000 people in it, I mean, I don't think that that's the most wise investment Mm -hmm. a person could make. So I don't think that that would ever happen unless everybody just, it became a fad for every human being on the face of the planet Somebody knocked on the wall or something. Um, Sounded like somebody fell, almost fell. Through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but um, <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't be doing this in a college dorm. But um, anyways, either way, I just that that wouldn't. I'm not going to say something never happened because I can be proven wrong on that. But that is highly unlikely that that would ever be the case. But anyway, what do you think of uh, what do you guys think of retractable roof stadiums? You you, you prefer them open or full, like just completely? I prefer them open. I don't even know why AT and T has a retractable roof because they never open it. The last I, time I saw that stadium open was in two thousand ten when I was at a Cowboys versus Redskins game, and I remember that game. Uh, it was the year Romo was out. Kitna was a quarterback there, and the Cowboys beat the Redskins thirty three to thirty. But um, it's insane how you remember that score. Yeah, but um, the deal with it is. That was the year they went six and ten, but now the deal with it is—it's insane that you remember that. I, I hey, I'm just saying. But either way, I just think that um, you know they should use it more. I don't hate retractable roofs, but I do think that there should always be outdoor stadiums. I think you always have to have that because I mean I just think that the state that um, that the. Um, that it takes away a little bit of the ambiance. Like I'm not a huge, I'm not a fan at all of baseball retractable roofs. There are some stadiums that are nice. I'll get it, give you Minute Maid. I think maybe Globe Life Field will be nice. I have no doubt it probably will. But there's just something about Miller, baseball. Miller Park can be pretty nice if uh, you know uh, up in Milwaukee. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But my point is this: is when we're looking at stadiums, I much prefer baseball to be outside. I mean, oh, most yeah. of the time it's played in the summer, mm-hmm. and maybe besides Texas, which is a hundred degrees, you don't really need it anywhere else. Yeah, you don't really need it anywhere else. Most of the re- Arizona, Arizona, maybe. but the rest of the country, for the most part, is probably like eighty. You know, yeah. at most ninety degrees. You don't need an indoor stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, and but anywhere else it would get ninety. You would. Uh... You would uh, have a beach right next to you. Yeah, so it's you not would. Like, yeah. So it's not that bad. I mean, California and most of those coastal regions are extremely nice when it comes to uh, the weather there. Anyways, so that is the end of our stadium talk. So we've got something special here. Um, I Jared. Used, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jared, knowing he was going to be on the show, stepping in for Seth, made a personal request <laughs> that he let out some steam about something, and so. Blake, I called Blake yesterday, and he is giving Jared full permission to do this week's Martin's Minute. Yeah, so it's Pomeroy's Passions, or oh, there Jared, you go. J- Jared's, uh, Jared's Jibber Jabber. 
Charge the church. <laughs> I like that. Either way, Martin's Minute is retired for this week. It will be back later Not, not retired, on sabbatical. Yeah, it's on vacation. Let's put it like that. It's on It's on a leave of absence with Seth, but it'll get back sooner. <laughs> By the way, just information, I probably will not be on the podcast next week. I am going down to Austin uh, for a school deal or ordeal. Um, but I will be back the following week afterwards. So just so I will be looking for replacements. Most likely Jared will be one of them, but I'll also be looking for a Blake replacement next week, <laughs> which I'm not looking forward to. So Jared, why don't you give us a little background on what you're going to be ranting about today? So no one can probably vouch for me on this. Working in a food restaurant, it's not always the best. You know, have to clean up the customers if they, you know, decide to be jerks and you know leave their trays on the table thinking we're their maids and their moms that and wait, then, wait 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 you have to let me let me coach you on this jared from the guy who's done this so oh well my gosh you have to lead it in like oh blah 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 this is a story and then you go boom and then it has to go right into it so you yeah get your passion he's <laughs> yeah, right you're get your like, passionate man you're like yeah well speak this up, person you see, left a tray well, I, I know we don't have you on the that. show a lot of times but speak up man <laughs> you, you know this is you don't have to you're you're not you're not talking into the mic. You're talking to me and Blake. Here. This is not morning news like yeah. I said NPR earlier. And now our book review. That's what you did. You, 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 you confused him. That's what you did. I did. I said the wrong thing. All right. But, so so get so get, we'll give you about ten seconds to get your passion up. And Blake then we'll and I are going to Blake and I are going to name as many cereals as we can in that time. Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Frosted Flakes. Cheerios. Um, honey Nut Cheerios. Fruit. Fruit Loops. Fruit uh, did I say Captain Crunch? No, Apple Jacks. Um, uh, Corn Flakes. Oh, oh, you may have got me here. Uh, uh, Frosted Mini Wheat. Special K. Dead coming. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jared, passions up. Come on, Martin's minute. All right, background. Okay, I will do it for you. Jared works at Firehouse Subs, and he called me to say that cleaning up after everything after everybody can kind of suck, and. Uh, it kind of sucks when your uh, when your coworkers just leave their mop water. Yes, just leave it, and then especially when customers don't push their chair in, have yes. a little courtesy. This is yes. not Nolan and Jared's minute. This is I, know, I haven't started the timer. I'm helping him out. I'm helping him get his passion <laughs> up. All right, in three, two, one, go. go. Okay, so when you leave a restaurant, please, please. Push your chair in. It is not that hard. You learned that in elementary school. Push your chairs in after you leave. It is not that hard, and then. Mop water. It is gross when you leave your disgusting mop water from the previous night in the mop bucket for the next night crew to dump out. Please, for the love of God, dump out your mop water. And then trays. Is it really that hard to pick up your tray, take it to the trash can, and throw the stuff away and put it up? Then we'll grab it. Why is it so hard for you to just... Why? Why? It's not that hard. It's not. Why? <laughs> you, you, you got some more time. You got uh, 15 seconds, Jared. <laughs> and then after that, <laughs> what I also hate, I'll help you out here, okay? <laughs> the problem with it is, is all these customers, you bring your kids in and they cry, and then it's not enjoyable <laughs> yes! meal. It's or so that, bad. Okay? Or that, and they like, I'm just the saying. kids throw their food on the ground and you don't pick up after them? I know. Time. Mm. I got you, Jared. Trust me. I think about these things a lot. <laughs> And he doesn't even work in a restaurant. I know. But uh, me and Blake do. Anyways, this is, uh, that sums it up for Nolan and Company. And uh, basically, we will be back. I will be back later on this uh, week. I got to look for replacements. 
Yeah, you have to look for replacements. You guys are all fired. You know what? You guys aren't going to be here. I'm kidding. Blake has some serious business. I don't even know what Seth is doing. He he tried to explain to me, but uh, I really don't know what he's doing. So that's going to do it for us. Nolan and Company Sports Podcast. Join us next week. It'll probably be me and Jared and somebody else. I'll find somebody who has nothing better to do on a Tuesday. (laughs) I will be here the following week after that. Uh, We are planning a trip. I will not give the specific details, but keep your eyes out for that. Keep your ears out for that as well. When we talk about it, we might break the news when we figure out more details. As well, follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also, follow go on NolanCoSports.com and check out our podcast news articles as well as our sponsors. Um, this is – that will do it for us. Uh, from uh, Stephenville, Texas, it is a beautiful February 12, 2019. Thank you again for tuning in to the Nolan & Company Sports Podcast. Adios. Peace.